brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT, my name is AJ Smith, strength coach, owner here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. Let's get it. The styles, eh? Full yellow, Air Force Ones. I love it. Mace killing it. <laughs> Welcome back, dude. I think we're uh, we're all good there with the with the sounds. Yeah, it's looking alright. We've forgotten how to do this, haven't we? Yeah, we have. It's been a month. We've we've figured out. It's been a month. Yeah, too long. So welcome back, dude. What's been happening? Why did we miss a month? Lots, lots of stuff, isn't there? I mean, uh, school holidays hit. School first. holidays was the first week. So that was my fault. Yeah, that's that's kids. Troy's fault. Yeah. And then. You got sick, didn't you? No. Yeah, I was crook. I had the flu, yeah. and I was like, "We're not going to do it because I'm going to be sniffing yeah. and sneezing and everything else." I can't really hear us on here. There we go. Um, then what else? Oh, and then I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, I've I had like a uh, a flu. This is the rundown. Had the flu. Went to the. Well, had it for a little bit longer than normal. Went to the old, um, what do you call it? Walk-in clinic. Yep. At Rocky. And just said, Doc, sort me out. I've had the flu for a bit long. Like hoping hoping you'd give me, I don't know, antibiotics or some, some good drugs just to get some you. good drugs or something. Yep. And he uh, takes my pulse and takes it for like a minute, which is normally they'd take it for fifteen seconds, times it by four, there's your, your heart rate. Yeah. Um, he takes it for like a minute, so I'm going, Oh, what's going on here? And then uh, he goes, Go see the nurse for an ECG. I'm like, oh shit. And that's all he told you. Just oh, he said, oh, you've got. Do you know if you've had a regular heartbeat or anything like that? Because it's it's irregular. And he sort of tapped it out for me, and there was like spaces yeah, right. in between the beats and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, we went and got an ECG, and then uh, it came back, and my resting heart rate was like 38 beats per minute. Not good. Very low. L- like having a low heart rate <laughs> is indicative of a good fitness level, but not that, that low. That's very, very low. Normally, it's like. You it's might like say around 50, the high 40s, 50s, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so it turns out, uh, so I had that ECG, I get back to him, um, it's an abnormal ECG, I get it back uh, to him, he says, uh, you need to go see this cardiologist. I rang the cardiologist, right, so now I'm thinking, oh, no good, bum ticker. Yeah. I ring the cardiologist and they say, oh yeah, we can get you in at September. Yeah. I was like, mate. I could die in the meantime, yeah. mate. What's going on? <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but I was like, wait, what's going on? We like, need to sort this out now. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait till September. Like, what am I just going to sit around yeah. and do nothing till September? So um, I just went to the Rocky Hospital and went to like their, uh, like their front desk, the Hearts West place, and was like, I need like the next available appointment. Yeah. And it shows the difference between just turning up there and ringing them because I turned up there and they're like, oh, we can get you in on Friday. Yep. <laughs> Why didn't you just say that on the phone? Yeah. So I went to the cardiologist on Friday. He goes, um, I'm not too concerned about it. It's um, something that's pretty common. Um, he gave me a monitor. So I wore a monitor uh, for 24 hours, like an ECG. Yeah. For 24 hours, just underneath my shirt. It's like five leads. And you got like this little iPhone size thing you hang around your neck. So I wore that for a day. And then I went and did my exercise stress test. Um, Which you got to tell the story of that, did you? 
trying to go for the record. Oh, no. Nah. Well, I, <laughs> mate, it was hard, actually. Because yeah. they put the... It's like an incline. So they put the speed up and the incline. And yeah. then you're, it's basically just running up a hill. So you just get taxed, eh? Yeah. Like it's... So I did like 15 minutes and the, the guys were like, oh, yeah, we got your heart rate to what we needed to. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. And I was like, well, we don't need to go, like, be silly. Yeah. Like, you guys can go to lunch yeah. sort of thing. So... I got, I think it was like 165 or something that they needed me to get to, which isn't that high. Yep. So I got to that. Um, and then, so it turns out I've got what is called a Wankerback atrioventricular heart block. Oh. So when it comes to my ECG, if anyone knows what an ECG looks like, um, well, I'll explain it. It's basically where they put the electrodes all over your chest that's, yep. and then like it reads the, the rhythm of your heart. Um, so your heart rhythm sort of goes from your sinoatrial node down to, which makes the atria contract blood into the ventricles of the heart. Yep. So the the impulse goes from the uh, sinoatrial node down to the atrioventricular node and then gets like pulsated down the, oh, what would be called down the septum between the ventricles and then up around the sides of the hearts to contract the ventricles to push blood to the body and to the lungs. Damn, man, that's... Mate, I do, eh? Wait, that's impressive. I did some study. <laughs> I've done did, some I study understand. in my time, bro. Um, so <laughs> I sort of knew uh, I knew this stuff Yeah. Um, before. Like when the GP talked me through it, I was like, I sort of didn't say anything. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, sweet. Nah, I understand this. Because yeah. he was going like, you've got four chambers of your heart. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but so it's, so it's like, it's been interesting to me. Um, so there's a bit of a delay. The The heart block makes it sound like mad drastic, yeah. um, but it's not. Um, there's a bit of a delay between the, um, what's called my P wave and then the QRS complex. So every now and then the P wave, so the... Um, the impulse doesn't get past the atrioventricular, um, the AV node. Yeah. Um, and but the doc's like, yeah, you're sweet. Like it's indicative of a decent fitness level, um, and it's caused by increased vagal tone, which is sort of the uh, unconscious controlling of the heart rhythm, basically. Yeah. Um, and so that's from do you from that. Oh, they say it's pretty common. Stuff oh, they, they say it's pretty common um, with people with a um, with a high fitness level. And I sort of was like, I don't feel like I'm that fit at the moment. Like I've done, your own good, mate. I've done a lot same. of yeah. Like obviously, I've done a lot of running, and I like to think I'm fit. But I sort of think I've had a month off since the ultra. Yeah. You know, training hasn't really been what it has like what I want it to be. Yeah. Uh, I've been crook, that sort of stuff. Do I only think- went in because I had a, had a cold. Well, the other thing I was thinking is like you go straight from. <coughs> 110 kilo powerlifter, bam, in a very short amount oh, of time, no, was, 90 kilo, 52. I didn't lose it that quickly, though. You I know, lost marathon, like... Or, you know, in comparison to what most athletes... You know, you're going very high end one to the other. Yeah, Do you maybe. that could part? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, man, it's, it, you'd be, you'd be hard-pressed coming up with a why it's happening yeah, yeah. Um, other than, like, increased vagal tone. Um, it's a tough one. Like, I, I started to hit the old Google Scholar and try and figure stuff out. Yeah. And it's, I was like, it was way over my head, eh? Yeah. It starts getting way too in-depth for me um, with all the sort of neurobiology and all that side of it. Yeah. Uh, but all I know is the doc said, 
you're good, good to, to go. good to keep they don't doing do, what you're do doing. Like other checkups. The only like he, he said the only thing that takes you out of this is to get a pacemaker, which you don't need. Yeah, and you don't want. No. So I just go. I'm going to go back in uh, what eighteen months time. Yeah. Do the test again, um, and he'll just sort of see. Uh, if it's deteriorating, if it's getting worse, that sort of thing. The one thing he did say is that I think he mentioned that my heart's my heart gets closer to a good rhythm with exercise. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he's all sweet with it. So that's why we had one week off anyway, and I've been back. And uh, further to that, it's given me the given me enough. It, even though caffeine intake has nothing to do with it. Yep. Um, it's given me the the impulse to say. Stop drinking so much coffee. Yep. So I'm off coffee for four days. While, while I'm, I'm drinking one right now. He's drinking one right now. Mate, it's... I fell asleep on the couch on Saturday. Like the first <laughs> day I didn't have coffee. Yeah. I literally had a nap. Yeah. Kelly was livid. Like I fell asleep, <laughs> man. Like just on the couch. That doesn't happen to me, eh? Yeah. So like, I think it's out of my system now. So now just I'm trying one day to... day and you were good. That was it. I'm trying to replace... Oh, it's more just the habit. It's more the habit, man. It's more yeah. the habit because I'm like, oh, it's so tasty. And the smell of it, eh? So good. Of coffee is so good. Yeah. And it's so convenient like around the corner from the gym, so... Yeah. And they make good coffees, there. Shout out to the... What are, I don't even know what that place is called. Just the drive. Tasty drop. treats? Tasty treats or something? Yeah. yeah. It's on Bakewell. Damn good coffee, anyway. Yeah, I like the coffees there, man. But no more. So I'm trying to replace my coffees with a piece of fruit. Okay. Go on, go on mad health. I like that. Yeah. And then this morning's apple was fucking shit. It was hell I had like a day. celery beetroot juice thing the other morning. Yeah. And I, I felt fantastic after I've that. been having, I've been juicing. This does a lot of juices and stuff. I've like been that. juicing. I've been you, juicing you get a, lately. Like, instant you know the key? From it. The key is like to have a good orange juice to like, so you like half a splash of orange juice, like half a cup of orange juice and then chuck all that other shit in. Yeah. So I've been going like orange juice, spinach, Blueberries and mixed berries you can't go wrong with. Yep. Um, I got like greens powder from True Protein. Chuck that in there. Yeah. Got the beetroot powder they do I'm as well. I the beetroots and stuff. That gives you such a good like. Yeah, that's good for you. That well, is I'm really good for you. Beetroot. beetroot powder. Um, yeah, I've been smashing those. I've, I've been I've been enjoying it. So other than that, um, yeah, <clears throat> we're back. Podcast should be back weekly. Yep. Hopefully, that's our biggest break. What episode is this anyway? Nineteen. Yeah, I think we're doing well. Still on track for that hundred, eh? So, oh yeah, we're a fifth. We're literally a fifth of the way there. <laughs> In five episodes, we'll be a quarter of the way there. <laughs> Shit! All right, uh, let's get into what's been going on. Um, yeah. Fitness, gym wise, APU states. We went up. Uh, that was two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Smith Fitness had two members there. Yep. We did. Nat Natalie. and Steve. Yep. Um, run us through Nat's day. Yeah, Natalie had a really good day. She um, PB'd on all three lifts. So, 87 kilo squats, or two and a half kilo PB on the squat. Yeah. Two and a half kilo PB on the bench at 55. Yeah. And uh, so, she was in the 63 class as well. Yeah. The Masters over 50s. Yeah. And then deadlifted, finally got back over the 100 kilos, and the 105 kilo deadlift as well, so five kilo PB on that. Nice. Well done, that. Really, really good day for her. And, uh, and she's also been selected now for the, the Nationals. Oh, she, that's so in Perth in, as well, eh? So she's in the state squad for oh, APU. So. Tight. She didn't tell me that. Yeah. No, she um, keeps it all pretty secret. Is that is that the one that's coming up soon? Yeah. In, in Perth as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, so All there's right, a big sweet. thing with that. There's like this fancy gala dinner and stuff going. And oh, la di da. We're not invited. No, I got I got invited to go. Why are so you allowed to go? Yeah. You even weren't even I'm allowed a, backstage. I know, bro. I'm not an APU member, but um, you weren't even allowed in the warm up area. Apparently, Natalie's already bought a ticket for oh, shit. me and the missus to come. So, nice. after that, that's tidy, but. Um, so, and then Steve went, I forget Steve's numbers. He got a I know he 192 did. squat. Yeah. So, a two one, and a half kilo PB, I think it was. Yeah, 135 bench. I think it was 135, yeah. So, it's an equal. 125 or 135. One of them. And then a two, his, his bench and then a two fifty five deadlift, dead, which is yeah. our gym record for our hundreds under hundreds, and, and he only weighed ninety point six. Yeah, he was close to being. Under so the APU was. guys, for those of you who don't know, most of our lifters lift in the GPC, Global Powerlifting Committee. Yep, that's the federation that we lift in. So that is um, specialty bars, and the squat is done in wraps. Heels can be up on the bench press, and then the APU is a IPF affiliate. Yep. Fuck, it's so confusing. <laughs> um, so everything's done with the same bar, just a stiff power bar. You walk out your squats, you only squat in knee sleeves, you deadlift with a stiff bar, and you have to keep your heels down That's it. on a bench. That's basically the gist of it, and, right? Yeah. So that I'm going to say it's Here's harder to lift heavier weights in the APU. Yep. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, you don't have the bars helping you out. You don't have the wraps helping you out. Um, most of the totals are going to be way bigger in the GPC. The other thing is the APU is or can be drug tested. Yeah. Not sure how many of them get drug tested, but um, I like to think that given powerlifting has probably the easiest places to compete and take as many drugs as you want. Yeah. If you are taking all that shit, you definitely shouldn't be in the drug tested federations. <laughs> like the the non drug tested federations outnumber the drug tested federations. Really, yeah, yeah. That's it. So you're an absolute shit bloke. Yeah. In powerlifting, in other sports, I can understand. Yeah. Like that, because there's nowhere else to compete. Like yeah. if you're a sprinter. Yeah. And you're on all the gas, you can't go and like everyone else's yeah you'd like just create your own like track meet where everyone's on the shit yeah so yeah it makes sense in powerlifting if you're gonna be uh, one of those people that choose to do the extras go and compete where you're allowed to yeah yeah so APU's sort of uh, what would you say was, the, the the clean the, the, the family friendly yeah it was a bit the, more um, form like there was oh, we, we were joking about the playlist day eh? Oh, yeah, the, was, the old early 90s disco players. <laughs> there was almost it. like... So I'd say, like, the, yeah, the APU and the IPF is more like the family-friendly, trying to make a legitimate sport it's out of powerlifting. very professional as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very professional, trying to make a legitimate sport out of powerlifting. And they, they've got some funny intricacies with their rules and their uh, more regulations, really. Yep. Not really the rules of the actual sport, but the... Um, the yeah, the regulations and stuff. Yeah. Um, so... It's like the the family friendly fed, and then I when I was up there on that Saturday was it Saturday Sunday, yeah. um, there was some family friendly music going. I was like, this is different to the GPC tunes. Hey, normally it's hectic as. Well, that was pretty much the same for ladies lifting. Actually, we had yeah. A lot of, oh no, no, they, they busted out some rage against some machine. Yeah, there was some rage going, which is good. But all right, so yeah, just mentioning ladies lifting. So the APU states was two weeks ago, and then ladies lifting was uh, just on the weekend gone. We yep. had uh, one, two, three, four, 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 four girls. Yep, competing. Four girls up there. Run me through the day. 
Yep. Off you go. So the it was probably one of the quieter ladies lifting comps. I think it's the third one I've gone to now over the last three years. Yeah. Um, definitely what as many competitors. I think we had like two flights for the day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was it's crazy actually. Both our um, meets were all. I was done by one o'clock. Oh, Usually right. on your your go to one of these meets you you know nine o'clock to five o'clock booked out for the whole day yep so it was nice to get out of there a little bit earlier what was did did we go to last year's one uh, you did you would have eh? I think you went didn't you oh maybe you did no yeah, I think you did last year nah. so I had six girls last year that was chaos so that yeah. was crazy and was a bigger comp it was yeah it was it do you was, think probably with the the rise of like APU having yeah. like the week before there was there like was so many girls in that APU, APU was quite too. big eh yeah so I think that was big. I part feel of like it. we're going to have more lifters jump across to that. Yeah, I think so too. It, that, um, I mean, the APU was actually that was that was that was booked out. That was you know that was nuts. That was a lot of people. There. Was that eighty lifters? Yeah, and like even in the crowd, that was the big one of the biggest crowds I've seen. Yeah, I like that. So. And I, I feel like we will have a few more that are like, yeah, I want to be competitive. Um, I, I want a, a level playing field. Yeah. I'm probably going to lift there. It's getting uh, Paul's done a pretty damn good job. Yeah, there, man, man. It, it has been. Bigger, I thought it was up against it. To be fair, yeah, so did I. Because um, PA's gone to shit in Perth, really. Yep. Like, there's where is it? And the level of lifting too for the APU was like, especially the the lighter girls was unreal. Yeah, it's really really good. So, so um, the girls um, all went up, and uh, that was all their first comps no Tenille's uh, done Tenille, one before Tenille's done another novice comp as well so that was yep. her second so she didn't probably have the day she was hoping for yep. can be I always say it's a little bit tougher the second time around yep, yep, first yep. time's that you know just a good experience and you just whatever you get you know you, uh, you feel like you've accomplished something at the end of the day and yep. um, second comp you start thinking oh this is I want to hit these totals I want to outdo yeah. that last competition and, and that can uh, it's all about PB total though, not not That's lift it. PBs, eh? Yeah. It's all and, about PB total. And she total. still walked, and I still said to her, you, it was only a two and a half kilo increase on her total, but that's an increase. Oh, on that's total. better than nothing. So, she's um, yeah, she did. She still did really well. Um, did an extra five kilos on a squat, extra two and a half on the bench, and then dead, dead dropped lift a bit. Dropped there. She went for. But a is that kilo PB. is that because she sort of skipped her old Pete, like her old PB? You know what I mean? So she went like five less than it and tried. Yeah. And then tried to go five more than it. Yeah. Yeah. So she had plans of wanting to hit a 140 deadlift because she had 130. Yeah. And I just, I just knew the 140 so probably she, so wasn't So she there. technically left five kilos out there still. Yeah. Like if she So she made a, that last deadlift, she would have been up 12 and a half kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so that's, yeah. it wasn't a... And was and, that a... And she, uh, made, she actually made that last lift too. It was just like a little hitch, little, little hitch. bar dip sort of thing. A okay. Both at so it was execution. Yeah. Rather than you don't think it was a strength issue. Yeah, no, nah, she's got that weight, and yeah. she didn't. She didn't get in the best position to start that pool. So okay, oh, like I said, um, just sort of, uh, you know, back in the gym, back to it. Like that's powerlifting. Like you that can't. Was ex- the best thing about Unless, Tenille, she was like, like, when when do we get back in? Yeah, like no like, one, no one ever did one meet, and that was and felt accomplished in powerlifting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can't do that because yeah. even if you come in and you're shit hot straight away, you're like always wanting more yeah like that's the whole point of it so you can't just come in and be like oh yeah sweet I did one yeah like that's it done and I think your bad meets are oh for me personally I reckon they're Where the you ones learn? well they're the ones you get the biggest drive to get back into work I find because you're like alright that wasn't good enough yeah I need to work on this this and this you know and you, and you get stuck into it sometimes you can get that you know almost like the perfect day which I haven't had yet anyway so <laughs> still haven't done 9 from 9 so 
couple of girls did that. Fuck, so. really? No, I've never done that. Dude, you just nine. need to yeah. jump in a comp that you weren't going to do and just go nine for nine, just taking it easy, man. I can't do that. Eh? <laughs> I always, it's usually been the last deadlift. I have done eight from eight to Last start, deadlift you know? is last so deadlift, easy to I'm just fucking like, YOLO out, eh? Just, just go for broke on the last deadlift and always screw it up. I so. feel like it's been forever since I've competed, but I fucking competed in January. It wasn't that long ago. Well, call it competing. I was there. <laughs> Didn't you place? <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yes, I did. Three, three from uh, third out of three. Yeah. Uh, but you got to be there. <laughs> That's it. Fuck off. That's it. Um, so yeah, carrying on from that, like, let's talk about training females a little bit. Like we train uh, a whole bunch of females. I think I've got, oh, I probably got an even split of like one-on-one clients. Male and female. Yep. I actually no. It probably, if anything, it'd be weighted more towards the females. Yep. Um, yeah. Do you think that one of the biggest things is for them? Two things. One is the confidence that they can actually do what you're asking them to do. Yep. Because a lot of the time, the first thought is like, "Oh, that's heavy." <laughs> Two, creating tension just like full body tension you know what i mean like i feel like that is where most of them go go missing they sort of i don't know there's something about like a big breath in and getting fucking tight eyes popping out of their head sort of thing that girls using everything out of their body to yeah there's something that i feel like it's it comes comes more naturally to blokes yeah to sort of uh, almost like the word strain probably isn't the word for it, but, but like just creating tension everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like girls sort of like squat, push with my legs. Yeah. And I just push with my legs. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I do know what you mean. So yeah. I feel like there's something to it. And you'll say, and you look at like the better power, the, well, the more accomplished and the better power lifters, you can see everything's on. Yeah. Especially from a, uh, um, the better girls out there. The better girls out there, like everything is on. Yeah. It's not just like, I'm going to lift this with my legs. I'm yep. going to press this with my arms. That sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's a big one for the girls as well. So Especially starting out. That does can take a bit of experience and yeah. then they start to get that. And maybe it is a sort of letting go of their inhibition sort of thing to, you know, you might you might look like a, I like think, I tend a, to find a beetroot. Yeah. Like when you're fucking getting tight to squat and stuff like that. Yeah. And you've, and you've got to sort of like, hey, that's normal. I think it's that's almost normal. like they care more, from what my experience is, they care more about how their technique and how it looks yep. than that actual just get that, you know, that yeah, arousal, yeah, yeah. that sort of willingness yeah, to want to pull that, the weight that is up. A, that's another point. Like sometimes there'll be little faults that I won't even You don't, mention. don't worry about too much, yeah. I'll like, like to think that we would see them. But yep. just because you see something doesn't mean you have to say anything about it yep. because that can reinforce things. So that's when it comes down to like who you're coaching, your coaching style, what you want to get out of the session, all that sort of stuff. That's so it. sometimes I'll just be like, all right, sweet, I saw that, but I'm not going to mention it. it but I might mention, them. yeah, that's it. I might mention the fix on the next set yep, yep. rather than dwelling on what the problem, what was yep. wrong. So yep. it might be something that's like, oh, knees coming in or something. Yeah. That It won't be like, all right, you really got to stop those knees coming in. It's it. On the next set, it's like, all right, let's get those knees out, knees out, knees out, and yep. you know, reinforce what you want them to do 
rather than what you don't want them to do. Yeah, especially, yeah. And girls do pick up on, oh, my knees came in a little bit there, and they think that they're fucking caved together and they're nearly <laughs> touching, and they came in like, you know, yeah. a centimetre, and you and it wasn't even enough for you to mention it or even bother worrying about it. Yeah. But they'll be like, onto it really quickly. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a few things from um, from training girls. I don't know, because we train a lot. Like, we've got yeah, um, more girls competing at Perth Cup than well, guys. Since I've gone to Smith's, I always say this, that I've started training way more girls. Yeah. So like I was about 50-50. Should we just say like we're a girls only gym now? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like especially with the powerlifting. So it's us and curves. It. It's us so, and curves then now. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, up sweet. against curves. So. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, further to that, um, we're what? Four weeks? We're into our fifth week of my Strong Chicks program. And I've kept this kind of quiet because a lot of these girls are sort of newer to the gym. So I haven't been like, haven't taken any Instagram of it. I just feel like I just want to let them train, yep. not worry about like, oh, you know, AJ's putting us on Instagram or like, yep. you know, putting posts up of them getting stuck in. So I just want them to feel comfortable and to, to teach them um, the basics of training. So that program, like I think I mentioned in our last one, that it might have been their first week, that they all moved really well. Like their squats were there. Some of them were a little bit high. Yep. S- squat mobility is probably the, the one area that as a group... Um, so there's eight of the girls um, as a group that they could sort of work on but that's probably the same as any population really yeah. squat mobility yeah. um, their bench press is really solid like you know when you start with a beginner and it's normally like the bars sort of like at their throat at their belly button at their throat yeah. and they can't hit the same spot on their chest yeah. the whole time Yeah, they were all sort of onto it like some of the girls um, have been uh, doing boot camps and the group sessions and that sort of stuff but they haven't really held any heavy stuff yeah, but they were straight onto it with their movement patterns. Um, so the big thing for me was about teaching them, well, teaching them the basics, giving them the knowledge that they can just go and train. Hopefully at Smith's Fitness, but anywhere. Yeah. So that can be as simple as like I showed them how the J hooks work, and they're all like, "Oh, yeah." You forget little things like that, don't and you? you? So and like... you even the safeties, like the safeties work the same as the J hooks. So you're like, yeah. turn them turn them 90 degrees and take them out that sort of thing and now that can be the difference between like a female or anyone really yeah because guys guys can be just as apprehensive and we sort of think oh females are and I think that can be a problem with guys too yeah coming to the gym with a whole they should already know how to do these things definitely you know like that can be a yeah because we've grown up with it like yeah and you know we're we're confident enough that if we we don't know we'll just be like the fuck you use this thing yeah, you know what I mean but a lot of people won't be um, so it's not just females but I wanted to teach them those sort of things so that they can um, they can just sort of crack on and, and train and if they feel like strength training and lifting heavy is more suited to them or they enjoy it more than you know the huffing and puffing of a group session yeah, um, that they can just come in and be comfortable like alright I'm bench pressing I need my bar I need to get those face savers out of the way because I've got a spotter I yep. know I know how to spot, so they're all in there now. They know how to spot each other. Um, you, you know they know how much the bars weigh. Yeah. They know how like what weights they're doing, so they've been tracking their training for across five weeks now. So we've got uh, another three sessions with them, and hopefully they just continue on. Yeah. Um, and it's for me, it's it's really about giving them not only the knowledge but the confidence as well. And I think that That's... grows from uh, that little sort of group. Uh, environment yep 
yeah, it's been it's been really good. So I'm stoked with that, and we're probably going to get that up and running um, again soon. So if you are listening and you're keen on it, definitely get involved in that Strong Chicks program that we're going to be running. Oh yeah, um, it's been going well. I haven't really worried about. In the past, I've done some testing and stuff. I'm not even too concerned. No. Like they they don't. Their, their weights are still going up, so every week's a new PB. Yep. So I don't need to go and get them to do like a, a 2RM or a, a anything like that. So it's just keep chipping away at it. That's it. Yeah, it's been good. What else? Oh, mate, we'll get into these next two little topics. Um, we got some new oh. equipment in the gym. We're full, we've got a full... We have a full comp spec set up now. Really. Like you could be pedantic and be we like, oh, you don't, gym have, now you don't yeah. have specialized... Pl- uh, you don't have... Uh, uh, we don't have the, uh, the, uh, fuck calibrated, the plates. calibrated plates, but fuck. Next, yeah, next one, do you maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are we are a powerlifting gym now, yeah. um, but that's not all we do, um, and it's not even the main thing we do. What the fuck is that thing? We got bugs on the uh, computer. Uh, so we got a squat bar now, uh, which is competition specific. Like I mentioned before, it's only comp specific for fucking one federation as well, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it is fun though. Uh, so it's a 25 kilo bar. Uh, most bars are 20, and it's 35 mils. Most bars are sort of 27 to 29. Um, the one thing I find with the squat bar is you feel way more connected to the weight. Yeah. It feels like you are one with the weight. Definitely. It doesn't <laughs> want to slip off your back. At yeah, all, yeah, does yeah. It? So it's just there's more surface area, so you can. Fuck, it's easier to fucking hold on to. Yeah. Um, a little bit harder on you if you're a thumb under the it's bar, also fully knurled across the whole bar yeah, yep. um, which makes it a, a, makes a big difference like it, I could not do low bar squats with a bar without um, knurling in the centre yeah yeah. like I just because it just starts wreaking havoc on your wrists and elbows yep, really big time wants to slip away um, so we've got that bar that's in our monolift now so the guys that lift in the GPC or any of you guys that are living local You've got a full comp setup at Smith's Fitness. Um, we've also got a wrap roller there now, thanks to Nathan awesome for some handy work. That saved the, uh, oh, the arms saved, a little bit of work yesterday. Saved us a sure. few hundred bucks as well. Because um, he made it, oh, it just looks like it's made out of scraps he had lying around. What a man. Yeah. Legend. What a builder, eh? Yeah. If someone asked me to do that, bro, I'd just be like, I don't know, picture like a, a chimp trying to open a coconut for the first time. <laughs> That's how I would be trying to make that maybe just anything really <laughs> um so that's sick um what else did we get oh we got a uh, safety squat bar as well i like that hey eh? that's really i was good. a bit skeptical on it because it's only 15 kilos the old, one the old one's shit ass yeah i didn't think it was that bad until we got the new one dude yeah. the we got the new um safety squat bar from iron edge so it's a cheap uh it's relatively cheap man like it was yeah. like 260 and i paid like 100 bucks shipping which always fucking hurts but um Man, it's got the, um, the the pads are closer together, so it actually sits on your traps, not out on your fucking, like, clavicles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just feels nice and snug. It's got that good camber. You can let it the other one was down. just flat. The other yeah, one was yeah, um, exactly, yeah. parallel. The it almost felt like you're front squatting more than a, you know, just being able to sit into a... Yeah, so I feel down. like that's good and bad, Yeah. but a safety squat bar, it should be offset. Yeah, all the good ones are offset. Yep. Now, people that are way more versed in biomechanics could tell me why, but um, 
it's just more comfortable to squat with that I new one. I did some one. good mornings this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, this I did, way better. I did good mornings the other day. I was like, howdy, how you going? Yeah. Hamstrings are on fire. Um, so that is all helping our guys with our Perth Cup prep. Um, so let's go over a few of the dudes doing Perth Cup prep. So who was squatting last night? Claire and Katie were squatting. Caitlin was squatting. Um, everyone's sort of chipping away. There's a few people having a few sort of... Um, what would you call it? Setbacks or, you know, not good training weeks, well, people this, being crook, your elbows probably, are a little bit smoked. It's one of the hardest times I reckon going into a prep, eh? Like four or five weeks out, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. It's really mentally going, am I getting there? It's when you got to really start, really start knuckling down. So yeah. I'm glad that we've got the bar yeah. um, with enough time to sort of get used to it because that's the bar that the guys are going to use come Perth Cup. Um, but it's it's looking good across the board. Um, yeah, everyone's training, and that's that's when everyone's putting to lots of is you know to to especially with like when it's tough now. Yeah, you can sort of feed off each other and like complain I, dude, about like how a, like, shit you're feeling. I put that basically. post up last night because so. I I just like I love seeing like four people squat like gathered around the monolith like yeah, wrapping so each other's knees, helping each other spotting, using the gate. I just feel like that's the fucking environment that. I really wanted at the start and like we've always had it through our group group sessions and boot camp sessions like yeah. um, the, like those guys are like best friends now that train um, on that side of the gym yeah but then when it comes to, comes to the the, um, the lifting it is very easy to sometimes and, and other gyms would have it where people are just headphones on yeah I'm over here doing what I'm doing and that's not every gym but I like when I see that team environment, man, it gets me up it, and about, yeah, eh? Definitely. I love it. Well, I, I actually got to squat with the crew last night, yeah. finally, so yeah, it, was, it, was, it was fun Dude, last you should night, just so. keep it like that. Don't squat during the day by yourself. Yeah. So we can back slap and Sometimes G each other up and yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. That. Gives me a real soul boner. That's what it does. <laughs> the old soul boner. <laughs> right, deep down in my soul, it gives me a boner. Um, what else have we been doing? Oh, group sessions, man. So I jumped into my group session uh, last night. I saw you were <sighs> getting into it. I feel like it's something you got to do every now and then. You got to eat your own cooking, as they Uh-oh. say. Don't tell me that. So this is <laughs> me. This is me challenging Troy. <laughs> oh, crap. After Perth oh, Cup, man. I am gonna do um, True Grit still. Yes, my I'm boy. Still still so work. after Perth Cup, your Thursday session, I reckon you got to knock a couple of them out. Yeah, Thursday oh, AM. Yeah, oh. get amongst it. Um, so our, our group sessions, I try and vary them a lot. Like I've just chucked in, I started working on that, um, dumbbell only program, um, just to have up on the website and that sort of stuff, just a, like a different variation of a program yep. that people might not come across and, and, you know, people can just jump into for like, what am I going to price it at? Like 30 bucks or something. Yeah. Um, so I've started to bring a little bit of that stuff in there, trying to vary the, uh, the group sessions because there's only so many wall balls and air bikes sort of variations you can do you know yeah it can become stale even though there's heaps of variation yeah so we mix we mix things up with sometimes we do stations of say seven minutes and we'll do like three four five of them sometimes we'll do a whole bunch of work and do like a checklist session yeah um checklist sessions yeah checklist sessions are good um normally starts with a couple of strength moves but then saying that this morning i put the strength movements into the workout instead yep so the guys went for a block run uh, and then they came back, they had 10 sets of goblet squat, floor press, bent row, and a bridge. Yep. Just That's real basic, but you do 10 sets of that, even if it's light, you end up doing 
So they're doing 15 floor presses. That's 150 floor presses. So even if it's 20 kilos, yeah, you, you know, most of them are going to still know about it. It's a lot of work. And that's what people come for those sessions for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would suggest you got to sometimes eat your own cooking. As a, as a coach out there. Yeah, I should probably jump in and do some every now I and feel then. like you can even jump in and do sessions, even strength sessions. Just jump in and do it with someone every now and yeah. then. Not all the time, so it's not like you're training together. Yeah, because I've, I've seen other PTs sort of do it before, and it's like, it almost looks like they're... Getting like, a free session out of their free session to <laughs> training themselves. Free like, training partner? Are you actually there for them, or are you nah, just going like I, I feel like... But it's different in the group stuff. I can see that was a good little... Uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. So, yeah, my training's not really geared to towards much more than just general strength and fitness at the moment. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, just do as much as you can. I'm a bit worried that, that, that half the crew on the Thursday morning would blow me dude. away. Mate. Oh, dude. With yeah, they'll, 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 they'll smoke you, man. <laughs> they'll smoke you. Like, don't go too heavy on stuff that you, you like, you know, yeah. choose your weight and you're like, oh, chuck a bit of weight. Yeah. Don't do that. That's silly. Yeah. Um, everyone's pumped about Tool being on Spotify. Man, everyone's getting around it. I didn't realise there's so many Tool fans out there. There isn't, man. There is, actually. No, <laughs> they're everywhere. Because they're such a great band. So. Uh, I was talking to Dill about it last night, and someone else said... Is he a fan? He's got a He's fan. not. He's not? He's not a big fan. And then Tyler was like, well, now that he's yeah, I got one good song. And I was like, you know there's, what? There's many more. Get around me. Um, no, nah, you know my problem with Tool? There's just too much background noise. Yeah. And then, like, half the songs well, is just I, I background agree, noise. I agreed with you, this, the intermission sort of stuff. The intermission doing. stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, is it... A lot of it's not even, like, music, though. Some of it's just, like, fucking notes, just, like, just noise to me. Yeah. I'm like, fucking... It's sing all about or something, concepts, dude. Though, man. Yeah, That's I know. You gotta get deep in it. You gotta get deep in the tool. I, I, I like I was saying, I always get them mixed up with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I don't listen to Nine Inch Nails, but I think I need to because I really like them. Tools better than Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. That's I'm a, a good judge. I'll topic get back to you on that one. I'll get back to you I, on that. Surely Tools better. Say no. See, I already think. See, I don't mind a couple of those Perfect Circle songs. Yep. Because that's the dude from Tool. Eh? It's obviously a yep. different band, Still but it's the same same singer. Singer. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, so I don't mind some of that stuff, but dude, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go listen to some Nine Inch Nails. I always get them mixed There's, up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love Tool. I mean, I, I'm a drummer, so yeah. you, you listen to Danny Carey on the drums, it's just Yeah, see, like I was saying, so. you can hear the music. I just listen to it. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, I can sit and listen to a 10-minute Tool song and just Yeah, like you were saying about Dream Theater. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Dream Theater is cool. It's like, oh, yeah, man, they're shredding. Yeah. And then like... Four minutes later, you're like, fuck, dude, come on. See, I'm just like, keeps going. You're just like, like, oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah, I can't hear that shit. I love the music. Anyway, I'll get back to you about Tool and Nine Inch Nails. All right, sports news. Hit that intro. That intro goes so hard, man. Sports news. Let's go Cricket World Cup. Yep. It's like, I know we're late. I know yeah. we're late. We haven't been here for a month, <laughs> We guys. need to talk about it, though. We need to talk about it. People... So, New Zealand... Let me get this right. Yep. New Zealand scored the same amount of runs. Yep. Lost less wicket, less wickets. Yes. And lost the game. No, well, they technically didn't lose the game. No, they lost the World Cup. They though. lost the World Cup. and They didn't lose the game. No, what do you mean? They drew the game. 
the game still was a draw. Yeah. After that, so at the end of the all oh, the fifty overs, a draw. Did the super over, and it was a draw again. They got the same amount of runs in the super over. So, but because of the technicality of the, I think was it no, most wait. most boundaries. That's wait, what it was. Is that yeah. how it's done? Just for the tournament, or that's how you win the game. What's that? In any game of cricket, if the super overs draw drawn, do they go back to boundaries? That's uh, that's the first time I've ever seen that happen. So that's what what it was in the end. I've never seen a draw in a super over. So was the game technically drawn? Yep. No, the game was like called a draw, and then they said, "Well, who wins World Cup?" And then they go back and count the boundaries. No, so they do the fifty overs, and then they do the super over. Yeah, so over each, but they yep. got the exact same runs yeah. on the super over. So that's when they went, all right, who got the most boundaries over the whole game? And England apparently did, so. Don't but feel like happy said, about New that. New Zealand had less wickets, which they I lost think less wickets. is probably more of a... Way more than boundaries. Yeah. That, looked, that matters way more than boundaries. Yeah. So what was it? It was like 300. They both got 300, wasn't it? Something like that. I can't even remember. What was, no, and then they scored way less total than that. It was a oh, low, yeah, low yeah, score. It was 200. Total. Like 240 or something like that. Because they were in trouble. Yeah, and then... I remember it was like 16 runs in the Super Over for one wicket, yep. New Zealand, and then 16 runs. And the no other thing wickets. I forgot about as well is the fucking the, off the bat bullshit. The umpires made the incorrect decision as gave well. Gave him an extra run. Gave him an extra run. So technically, really, Far they actually out. should have lost by one run. I reckon they should just play again, eh? It's rigged. I, I just, I would, even as, if I was an England supporter, I would not feel like <coughs> that. That they've won that. Dude, I, would I, wouldn't be, be, I wouldn't be able to walk away and go, yeah, we won. I would that. be a sore loser in those. I'd be like, nah, man, we're playing again tomorrow. I was Imagine, I was saying this, Kiwis are taking it so well. If Fuck. that happened in Australia, we'd be... <laughs> we, you would not hear the end of it, eh? Nah, man. So Definitely not. We'd be like, nah. Yeah. We'd take our, literally take the bat and ball and go home. Yeah. <laughs> or be like, nah, we're playing again. Far out. Kiwis get it rough in the cricket, eh? With, like, you know, with an underarm ball and... <laughs> Nah, fuck them. <laughs> um, uh, what about the Ashes, man? We were in trouble. Yes, how good was that last night? I, I, I that. sort of... I When I saw... When I saw the numbers on the back of their shirts in a test match... Yeah, no, I don't like it. Either. Fucking terrible, eh? Nah. And then I saw Stuart Broad was like 3 for 10, and we were in serious trouble. I was like, well, I don't need to watch this. Nah, I don't brutal. need to put myself through this. And then last night, it's like, oh yeah, we're... Uh, they're four for 80, and we're going to win this thing. Yeah. Huge. Steve Smith. Steve Smith. What a he's, boy. I was saying, yeah, he's back in my cookbooks already, eh? I've forgiven Dude, him. Oh, I've it, was forgiven never him. His, it was never his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Just tell there, there was a lot of haters for Steve Smith, and I was one of the ones that were like, come on. We've all Dude, played. how's that fucking press conference that he did, though? Yeah, or he's just in tears. Yeah. Hey, man, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, far out. That was intense. Dude, I don't know, can I play my... cricket though. Man. Would you sledge him? I would sledge him so I think much. he loves it though. I think he's down for it, eh? He's... But you know how like when they went over there and then, yeah, um, That's the best Barack Coley was play. like, oh, you know? don't sledge him. Like, oh, they've served oh, their no. time. I was like, dude, Come on. be sledging them to the end of their career. That's it. Yeah. He's going to cough. I'd be bringing out like sandpaper jokes and shit <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. That's it, mate. That's all good. Like, that's... That's all good to do that shit. Yeah. As a sportsman, you've got to be up and about to like deal with that you sort of stuff. You've got to be tested physically and mentally. That's it, so. man. So I was like, Coley, like, I don't know if Coley was trying to be like holier than thou sort of thing. It's weird come from him too because yeah, he's usually pretty brutal. So, so if Coley cheated, oh, we would be ripping him apart. Yeah, big time. If he got caught. Yeah. 
I, I wasn't big on that. I was like, no, they should cop it. They they did what they did, and yep. like, you're going to cop it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can just say like, oh, no, they served their time. It's like, yeah, but they're still a cheater. We're going to remind <laughs> them of it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get on to oh, a bit of X Games, man. Was it X Games this happened at? I'm not Mitchie sure. Brusco, 1260. What did we figure it out? Three and a half spins? Three and a half spins. And then I said, Tony Hawks is better still. Because of the ramps, man. Yeah. The ramps. Dude, that ramp... Obviously, like, the danger level is fucking bonkers. Like, those... Just to roll down that ramp. those ramps. Just to roll down, it looks really terrifying. There's a whole other speed element. I'd like to see how fast they go. There's a whole other speed element that goes on in those, um... What are they they called? Big Air. Big Air ramps. Yep. At X Games, they're so big, man. I'd love to go to see one live though. How Dude, that be? I don't know how they're jumping like hundreds of feet. Yeah. So they hit, they hit over the um, the kicker, and then they just get a big run up into that crazy fucking vert ramp. So he hit three and a half spins off that. Yeah. Michi Brusco. I remember when he first came out, he was like six years old or something ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe not six, but. Yeah, he was doing big air comps awesome when he was at a very young age. real young. Him, like, is it like Jagger Eaton? There was a handful of them that yeah. were just way too young to be dropping in on that shit. Yeah. Doing like three and a half spins, landing it clean as too. And we um, we brought up Hawks 900. Which is and uh, we that. thought he had a roll in. He didn't 20 even, years ago, that was. 20 too. years ago, Tony Hawk did it on a vert ramp. What's a normal vert ramp? 20 foot? Uh, What's no, a big not, air? Not 20. That would be less than that. 15 is it 15 feet yeah so he did his 900 in a 15 or whatever it is a normal size normal size vert ramp normal drop in normal drop in no roll in I thought he had a roll in for some reason but he just had a drop in two pumped like two set up airs and then into his 900 and the 900 that 900 spin was faster than the 1260 oh hell yeah he only just made it around because that that big air ramp is literally it's called big air for a reason like it's set up you Go down half a fucking mountain yeah. into this massive quarter pipe that's what? 50 foot? Those yeah. quarter pipes? It'd have to be. What, the, 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 the quarter pipe for the big air? Oh, at the end, you mean? Yeah. The, no, it wouldn't be that big. Surely not. I'm going to Google it. I don't think it would be. I reckon it would be that big, man. Big air. X Games. I still think air. the 1260 was better just because of the. The pure like ballsiness of hitting a ramp that big. Yeah, I suppose. Like did you if you there was a slam, that was just so brutal. The guy did just uh, before it. So, so here we go. Mega ramp. Oh no, this is 21. old stuff. Oh oh. Twenty one. Holy fuck. Oh, the rolling would be seventy three. The rolling seventy three foot. That's so big. So I think. The first mega ramp was t- 21 foot. Mega ramp's different though. Yeah, the mega ramp's there. They hit four, launched the 50 foot gap jump, 27 foot quarter pipe on the other side. How big, sorry? 27 foot, the quarter yeah. pipe. That's massive, man. That's huge. That And that's just straight up. That's huge, But man. the bulliness just to hit that 27 foot you know, just get air out of that would be, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, so. Did you see the, what's his, what was his name? Jake, uh, the Aussie fella that just fell into the middle of it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's the one. What's his I, name? That, that was brutal. Jake Green. No. 
Oh, I forget his name. He walked away on that too. Dude, he was a nutcase. Um, yeah, fuck, he was a loose unit. There's a video, if you want to watch it, um, type in Big Air, X Games Big Air, Skate Fail, or something. Sam, yeah. Jake someone, and he, um, fuck, what's his name? Jake Brown? Was it Jake Brown? Yeah, I think it's Jake Brown. And he goes out from the quarter pipe and lands flat. Yeah. Both his shoes fall off. Oh, it's that was hectic. the old one. Oh, yeah. When the he old one. The floor. Yeah, yeah. Jake Brown? Yeah. Something, something yeah. like that. No, there was another one on this one that was... Yeah? Oh, hit the coping. It was as brutal as that. He just, yeah, smacked half on the actual coping. Oh, it's like rough, that. man. So rough. Yeah, you wouldn't catch me anywhere near it. Give me a curb any day. Yeah, no thanks. A curb and no, a manual pad. Yeah, yeah, that's me. All right, man. Um, let's get into uh, the footy. Do we have to talk about the Yeah, football. I feel like I've oh, cur- cursed my team. The man. Dockers must have heard my rant because they, uh, they picked it up. They well, did they? Have they? They've just won. Well, they towed up my team. Yeah. Well, truly. So What's Geelong up I to? Le- I went to the game. Yeah, I know. And I left early. I've never, <gasps> done, I've never done this. You left early? But I was like, if they kick another goal, I'm going. And like two seconds early. later, they kicked a the goal. I'm like, that's it. I'm You're gone. not a true fan, man. I, I feel <laughs> a little bit like I, yeah, I was a bit disappointed. Are you a Dockers fan now? Yeah, I should start to sit on the way. No, man. No freaking way. Go for the Eagles. Some dude. guy, we're walking out, and then some Dockers fan come up to the Cats guy, and there's like, ha ha, you guys lost. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll see you in September. And he goes, no, you won't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what else, what else has happened? The Eagles dropped the game, didn't they? No, they're winning. Uh, who'd they lose so, to? Didn't they lose to. They lost a couple of weeks back. Yeah, they're, they're so all the, basically all the other teams around the Cats are flying and. Yeah, Brisbane Lions, man. Seven straight. Dude, what's going on with that? So, Yeah, that's loose, Brisbane I'm on, Lions. I'm on the Brisbane Lions now. I want, if, if the Cats get kicked out, I'm all over. Brizzy? When the Cats get kicked out, I'm, so I'm you, off them. We're, we're you sort of want, we are done. You want the time. Queensland teams to win, Queensland teams or Melbourne teams to win, uh, so Melbourne teams, the NRL, because yep. there's only uh, Melbourne yeah. that are in the top eight, I think. Yeah, it is. There's no other Queensland teams in the top eight. Really? I don't think so. Broncos, no. Nah, North Queensland, no. Nah. Titans, definitely not. Yeah. Wow. Rough. So, and then you want a non-Victorian team to win the AFL for sure. Yeah. Except for Sydney. I don't so, really want Sydney Swans to win. Are they out there? Are they gone? Are they dog shit? Yeah, they're not oh, okay, yeah. now. They're... Yeah, sweet. So that's the footy. Troy's team sucks. Yeah, cats suck. Um, you... to- I always maybe, get confused. Maybe just give them a rev up, mate, and then we can, oh, maybe they'll yeah. win next week, so... Uh, or how many good players do they need in their team for fuck's sake they sort themselves <laughs> it's out not like them they got like talent. dude they got like legit like hall of famers eh they've got like three Brownlow medals yeah man three Brownlow medals sort yourself out so, um, talk me through John Hack's performance man because I always get confused yeah. with all these records because everyone wants to talk oh, I'm pounds con- I'm confused as well with it so he carved them up in the 191s what the fuck's the 191s the 82s 82s yeah or 83s 82s I don't even know man What's the normal oh. weight class? 82 and a half? Yeah. For like, I'm pretty sure it's 82 and a half, so yeah. I don't know my pounds and kilos. Oh, dude. It. So you got a 2,000 so, pound total. John Hack at 82 kilos lifted 2,000 pounds in total. Yeah. And our conversions, if they're right, a 328 squat. I think this is right. He got his third after missing his first two, which is huge. Yeah. I wonder if he went up still. Probably not. I think, yeah, I'm not sure on that. But and then he hit a 204 gap. bench, which is fucking heinous. At, at that weight, 204. He did more than 204, didn't he? I think it's like... Well, you gave me the conversions. No, that's not... That's... Uh, oh, that's wrong numbers. Oh, what's he... No, what that's are you doing um, to Russ or he or Russell. Oh, uh, yeah. wait. I'm going to go figure this out. 
What's his name? He did squat something similar to that, though. Bilbo Swaggins. That's the one. Where are we? Oh, here we go. He's giving it to us. Uh, best lifts of the day. 312 squat. Fucking hell, Troy. What are you doing to me? <laughs> this is what happens with pounds, eh? Stop using pounds, America. Yeah, because he benched a lot more than 204, didn't he? 312. I didn't, I didn't think that was his best. Um, 232 on the bench. Huge bench. Dude, that's fucking insane. This is all people... Like, what does he weigh? 82. Yeah, exactly. A few kilos more than you. Is that three times body weight as well, isn't it? More than that. And then he lifted... No, not quite. 362 on the deadlift, mate. That is insane. So, and that's conventional. So those numbers three. before were wrong. They were... the. They were less. They yeah. were less. And they were still fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and those 312 squat, 232 bench... 362 in deadlift in sleeves walked out deadlift bar let me look oh yeah you're not going to be able to tell because it's going to flex anyway yeah. I think it is a deadlift bar um, that's crazy he's coming over to Australia to do uh, pro yeah it's a deadlift bar um, coming to do pro raw as well yeah. fucking hell impressive eh that is insane man at 82 kilos absolutely nuts Lastly, our last one for today, CrossFit Games. Were you around it? Did you I get around watch, it? No, I didn't watch None of it. It, any of it this time. Well, so. first off, Tia Claire Toomey, Aussie girl. Again. Three in a row. First woman to win three, let alone three in a row. Yeah. Carved it up. Smoked it. I think she led from, she might have got overtaken at one point after one event, um, but she was just... Mate, she's so good. Yeah. She's so good, well, She was a favourite big time. She just seems like a... She's the perfect athlete. Like, she has these... Compa- like, she's the... St- she's the fittest, obviously, across the board. Yeah. But she just seems to have these capacities, man, that are just unmatchable. Like, she did... So, day four... So, they'd already done, like, three days of just fucked up fitness. That's the best way to describe it, I think. <laughs> um, and then they did a swim and a paddle... A 1K swim and a 1K paddle. Uh, and it, I'll get to the cuts later. So there was 10 guys, 10 girls left. They all they all started this event together. Yep. She beat everyone. Yeah, right. She beat Matt Matt Riley, who, another Aussie. We, we seem to do really well in the swimming and paddling and events when they yep. do that. Yep. Um, by we, I say, like Australians. Um, yeah, she beat him. Wow. Pinned him on the line. Like, they, they came in together. If he really wanted, he probably could have... Like, they weren't competing against each other. Yeah, yeah. They're competing against other guys, other girls. But yeah, he beat her. Or she beat her. Uh, That's him. crazy. That's fucked, man. Yeah. That's crazy. After four days of messed up fitness, to be able to do that, it's just like, what sort of athlete are you? And uh, one of my mates, Glenn, he sort of said, uh, he sent me a message, he was like, she's a beast, man. And it sort of makes it even more beast, knowing that she, given that she's an Olympian and a Commonwealth athlete, you like to think she's clean. Yeah. Like... Well, how, what's the testing like for CrossFit? Oh, games? they pop people all the time. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say all the time, but they pop people. They pop Ricky Gerard, and he was on the on the podium last year. Yeah, okay. Was that last year or the year before? I think it was last year. And um, so he's, he gets mentioned in the CrossFit uh, docos on Netflix and stuff, uh, Redeemed and Dominant, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like... Because you could say, oh, yeah, they're all on it. Yeah. They're either all on it or they're all not, I feel. And the way some of them look, 
especially some of the girls. You're just like, fuck. I know in the history of the world, no one's ever trained as hard and done that sort of stuff as much as they do. So yeah, granted, there's going to be some weird looking bodies come out of it, given the amount of volume that they do, the amount of conditioning that they have. There's no real athletes that have ever been like that, really. Yeah. Um, across a broad spectrum of strength and fitness. So their body fat's going to be down. Their muscle mass is going to be huge. They move really well, right? Yeah. But for someone to say, oh, they're all clean, it'd be like, fuck, come on. Yeah. But then for her to win, man, you'd like to think that she's clean because she, if she's trying to compete in the Olympics and in the Commonwealth Games, she won the Commonwealth Games weightlifting. Yeah. You like to think that she's a clean athlete. That's fucking insane, man. Yeah. That's really insane. Like, it just speaks to her, like, I don't know, her ability, her work ethic, all that as an athlete. Like, I think she needs to get celebrated a little bit more in, like, mainstream media. Doesn't She didn't, didn't get much of that. Man, I don't know. Like, she, it's only just happened. But, like, over the last two years, I don't know, man. It just seems like it's not legitimate enough. But, yeah, like, how much more legit do you need to be? She's our best athlete. Yeah. If someone said, who's Australia's best athlete? Yeah, Like, who right. else is the... I would who, agree. What, what other women's won three world championships in anything? Like, like, like in a row lately. I, yeah. Uh, you got, like, um, tennis players. Surfing, you got... Um, well, yeah, there's, so there's... Yeah. But, but then you don't like think surfing, of, like, an yeah, athlete. So, yeah, exactly. You don't think of surfing as an athlete. Yes, yeah. they are. It's a sport. Yeah, they're an athlete, but... And we're a dominated country... Yeah, I just feel like uh, she doesn't get enough, um, I don't know, notoriety as she should. Yeah. She just, like, she'll probably go fourfer. Like, it was, she was unbeatable, man. Yeah. Um, the CrossFit Games is a bit of a shit fight this year, though. So what happened is, right, CrossFit changed from going doing the Open, doing regionals, and then qualifying to go to the Games. That's what used to happen. I think there was eight regions across the world. You did the Open, which was the online qualifier. If you did well enough in the Open, you'd go to regionals. The top five at each region would go to the games. So there'd be eight lots of five, basically, across the eight regions around the world. So there'd be 40 at the CrossFit Games, the men and women. Um, Then there would be age groups, all that sort of shit, but we don't need to worry about that. Um, This year they said, no, the... you're going to do the open or you can do the open and I think the top one or top couple from the open get an automatic like qualifier. Yep. Then there's going to be all these sanctionals that you can do and if you win one of them or podium in one of them, you can go to the games or if you are your national champion in the open, yep. you qualify as well. All right. So then we had people that were like there was a couple people from Perth who were like oh I'm, I think it was Zimbabwe so they they might have been 2000th in Perth or in Australia or yeah. whatever they were yeah but they were the first from Zimbabwe so they right. got to go to the CrossFit Games so that's just a, that's just an example so that happened across the world yeah so there's people qualifying for certain countries and even though they might have been 10,000th in the world, they were able to go to the CrossFit Games. Yeah, right. All right? So now they're a CrossFit Games athlete. So event one of the CrossFit Games, there was 140, 130-odd uh, 
uh, men and 130 odd women, whatever it is. It might have been 120, might have been 140. After that, they cut it in half. So the top 75, you get to go through. So those guys went, did one event, about 12 minutes worth, whatever it was. Actually, it was 20 minutes, I think. What was the first event, though? Uh, It was 400 meter run, two rope climbs, and seven snatches with 80 kilos. Um, So yeah, half the the field is just cut. Straight so you up. basically, they basically let people that should have been spectating compete in the first event. Yeah. Then after the second event, um, they made another cut. I'm pretty sure it went from 75 down to 40. And then on day two, it went from 40 down to 20. And then it went from 20 down to 10. Yeah. Now the first four events or the first two days, there was three running events included in it. And the heaviest barbell that was included was an 80 kilo snatch in the first event. Yeah, right. So there was a lot of people that were placed outside of where they would have been if they got to compete across the whole weekend. Yeah. So there was people that didn't make the top 10 in the girls like Annie Thoris' daughter, uh, Sam Briggs, uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, like heaps of them that you'd think should have been up there. Yeah. But because of the order of the events... And because they didn't do as oh, well as rough, what I eh? thought, yeah, yeah, they just got cut. So the last two days was only ten men, ten women. Yeah, um, and then the first event after the so they made the cut from twenty down to ten, right? After a sprint event, yeah, where it's basically 0.5 of a second, hundreds of a second between places meant you're cut now. Yeah, right. So it was really rough. Like people just weren't happy about it. Um, so they ended up with ten, and then they went to a uh, a clean. So a clean, uh, like one at a time, basically like a a weightlifting comp, right? Three of the girls that made it to the top ten couldn't do the opening weight. Yeah, right. So people are sort of looking at it like, are these our top ten? Yeah. Like, should they be our top ten? Because if you reordered the events, different people would be in the top ten. Yeah. So it really made no sense to me the way they did it. So they were really inclusive at the start of the event. All you national champions that oh, aren't really much. that good at CrossFit, you can all come. You can do one event and we're going to cut you. Yeah. And then at the other end, it's like, oh, you weren't good enough to make the top 10. Sorry. It's like, hey, firstly, they shouldn't have made changes at all, I don't think. Yeah. Um, they should have structured the way they did the heats differently in the, in the past. But yeah, they were really inclusive at one end at the start. Like, yeah, everyone come. If you're a national champion, you can come, even though you're pretty average at CrossFit. Yeah. Everyone come along. And then at the at the back end, it was like, oh. Missed out by oh, 001. Yeah, 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 you missed out. Sorry. This is our top 10. And then that's top 10. Everyone's sort of shaking their head like the girls couldn't clean 215. Like I say that as I like, couldn't clean 215. <laughs> Not many girls can, but... At that end, yeah, at that the top, that's the opening weight, the man. That's, yeah. that's the opening weight. Yeah. So it was just sort of like, what have they done to it? Um, there's a whole bunch of shit going down with CrossFit like that. Um, just, I don't know, shooting themselves in the foot, eating yeah. their own tail, sort of thing. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Rogue run off with their own branch. Uh, they already have their own competition, and I think uh, a lot of the athletes they need an athlete association. Yeah, of right. some description uh, because that's their profession now but yep. they've got no like there's no players association there's nothing like that they really need to get up and about and get something sorted so changes like this don't impact 
because that's their livelihood a lot of those guys now yeah and like and I know CrossFit might say oh well we've given them the platform but I feel like uh, yeah they need to do something about it so that because the CrossFit game they, the dude at CrossFit might just say not going to do a games next year yeah you know what I mean and then that's like alright so the winner Matt Fraser's like well fuck I'm depending on that 300,000 from winning it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To go into coaching, to go into all that sort of stuff. You, you got to invest in all that sort of stuff as, as those guys like nutrition, coaching, Yeah. you know, like travel to events, all that sort of stuff. And it might be for nothing just because one dude says, eh, can't be bothered with the games anymore. Yeah. Taking this thing a different direction. And I suppose it's his that he built that he can do that. But fuck, they need to sort something out with it. Yeah. So that's the CrossFit Games. Anyway, hopefully it changes back to the way it was because I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Yeah. I feel like they tried to make all these changes to make it more of a more entertaining or something. I don't know, man. It's a weird one. Anyway, that's an hour done, man. Thanks for listening done. to the podcast, we are dude. Back. We are back. What else do we need to go over? Should we even fucking sign off? I'm done. No. I'm done. Time to go train. Hey, thanks for listening. What do we normally say? Tag us in your screenshots, rate and review, all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> Come down to the gym and get stuck in. Peace. See you.